Hey guys, this is Alana Terry, and you are listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. I hope that things are going really, really well for you. This week, I am bringing you a two-part episode. Both of these were originally created as Facebook Lives for the Lit Ring author group with Melissa Storm. And the first one talks about just ways to fight distraction, especially if you find that you're the type of person who gets distracted by your smartphone all the time. There are both some kind of practical tips as well as more like mindset shift tips that can help you if you just are kind of being um, overrun, I guess is a way you could put it, by your smartphone or by your social media habits. And then part two was done uh, about a week later, and what this one goes through is a routine of questions that you can ask yourself at the end of each week just for some reflection time. I really like making Sunday evening just a set-aside time to reflect on last week, get ready for the coming week, and so part two of today's episode has things you can ask yourself to kind of wrap up week one and get ready for week two. So I hope that both of these are useful for you and encouraging and we'll talk to you guys soon. Hey guys, this is Alana Terry bringing you an outdoor Alaska edition. I apologize for being a day late. Usually I hop here on Fridays. I hope you can understand how easy it is to lose track of the days of the week at this funny time. But here I am. It is Saturday morning, gorgeous here from our Alaska backyard. And today I wanted to talk to you about tips for avoiding distraction, specifically like digital distraction, but kind of all kinds of distraction. So first of all, you know, our brains have gotten so used to constant input and constant data and streams of information coming in that really the first trick for kind of overcoming those distractions, or we could use the word addiction. Um, It can be a loaded word. So, you know, don't read too much into that. But one thing that we can do to kind of overcome our propensity to need this constant stream of input is to train our minds. So a digital detox can be great for that. Another thing that can be really great for just helping you increase your focus is by practicing some prayer, some meditation, things like that, that kind of just train your brain to slow down and to not need this constant streams of information that we're so used to. Another tip for avoiding distraction is just to make your distractions harder to get to. Okay, so this is a a lot more practical. I've got a Chrome extension called the Newsfeed Eradicator. And basically all it does is it keeps me from being able to search and scroll on Facebook. I can still go into groups. I can still see messages, but I can't just mindlessly scroll to see what people have had for breakfast or things like that. You can get apps for your phone that say things like, only allow me on this search certain app for 20 minutes a day or things like that. Another thing that I recommend, especially if you're making it like a big writing day and you definitely want to be free from distractions is to just unplug your router so that you can't get onto Wi-Fi, turn your computer that you're working on onto airplane mode. Those can be really nice ways to avoid some distractions as well. 
Another piece of advice that I think is great, if you find yourself kind of just mindlessly scrolling like Instagram or things, if you turn your phone to black and white, it actually makes it a lot harder and a lot less enjoyable to just mindlessly scroll. You can even do things like setting your phone on certain hours to go to like really, really dim. And that can just kind of remind you, okay, this isn't, this isn't as fun. I'm not supposed to be on here. Another tip, okay, so we talked about kind of training your brain to not need all these constant streams of data. We talked about making it hard to get distracted. Oh, another thing for just making it hard, especially if you're writing, just move your phone somewhere else. And that can have a huge impact just by that one thing. Take your phone to another room. Um, The third thing I want to talk about is just setting some boundaries. And this is going to be different for different people. But if you have some boundaries around your kind of digital life, as well as like your social media life, your news checking, that can really help. So a big rule for me, I don't do this perfectly, but a big rule is like, I don't scroll on my phone in bed. Um, That can be a really nice rule. And I'm not saying that we all have to do these exact same rules, but just coming up with some boundaries that work for you. So maybe it's you only check news once in the morning and once in the evening, or you don't check your email on weekends and people just kind of know whatever rules are going to work well for you. It can really help to set up some of these digital boundaries. And then last, I just want to talk about kind of knowing yourself and being a little bit intuitive because some people can mindlessly scroll Facebook for an hour and they come away feeling relaxed and rejuvenated and like they've had some connection to people. And that's totally fine. That's basically what Facebook was made for. Other people can get on for 10 minutes and get into like 20 different arguments with people or same thing with checking the news all the time. For some people being up on current events, having a really good feel for what what's going on in the world. It can make you feel empowered. It can make you feel informed. Whereas for other people, it just makes you feel scared or angry or anything like that. So I encourage you, whatever you are doing online to just ask yourself, is this something that is leaving you kind of energized or is this something that's making you feel really, really bad? You know, so like with Instagram, for example, some people love Instagram because they feel inspired by seeing the success of other people. And some people look at Instagram and all they feel is like horrible jealousy and like I hate I hate my life because it doesn't look picture perfect. So you really just need to kind of see what your digital life is doing for your own mood, for your own creativity, and then decide kind of what what um, boundaries you want to set in place for yourself. So that is it for today. I hope that everybody is enjoying a great weekend. I hope that as life is kind of slowly, maybe kind of sort of starting to look more normal for some people in some parts of the world, I hope that you're able to just kind of embrace the excitement, the um, just enthusiasm that comes with spring and new beginnings. I hope that you stay super focused on whatever writing project you are working on. And I wish you health and safety and just and thankful that we can be here and chat. So thanks for joining me. 
Hey guys, this is Alana Terry. I want to talk to you today about the importance of self-reflection. And I'm going to share some of the questions that I ask myself at the end of each week. If you're watching this live right now, it is Friday night, unless you are maybe like over in Australia where it's already tomorrow. But anyway, I want to share some of the questions that I go through. I have this kind of end of the week journaling. Sometimes it takes me 20 minutes. Sometimes I take my time and you know could spend an hour with this and I want to have full disclosure I don't go through these like religiously every single week of my life but I find these really useful questions to reflect on at the end of each week and wanted to invite you guys to maybe incorporate some of these into an end of the week routine for yourself so as I'm going through these questions even you can be thinking back to your own previous week you can also just jot them down and keep what I do is I have them just written in like one of the front pages of my journal, the questions, and then I'll, you know, flip back and forth. So I always start my end of the week reflection with as much gratitude as I can think of. So it's kind of like a gratitude brain dump. All the things that I'm thankful for. Some of these are like things specifically from this past week. Some of these are just, you know, I'm thankful that it's springtime. I'm thankful that we have gas in the car. I'm thankful that we have a freezer that works those kinds of things and then kind of um, along those lines is just things that went well this week I went to for sure focus on all the blessings that came to me in the past week and acknowledge those and be thankful for those and then I also kind of acknowledge myself and how hard I did or didn't work I always acknowledge my accomplishments and successes and sometimes those are overlapping but I think of them as slightly different so in the accomplishments section this would be things like um, maybe you wrote, you know, five days in a row, you hit your word count goal. Um, you accomplished <clears throat> the writing side of it. And then the success of that is making it to, you know, 30,000 words in your book or something like that. So I sort of think of the accomplishment as the work that I did and the successes are the outcome of that. Um, sometimes the successes just sort of happen. Like, hey, I got accepted for a BookBub feature deal. That was kind of a success. I'm giving thanks for it, but I didn't do anything. Do you know what I mean? Other than like fill out that application form. And so I, I did make that distinction between what I accomplished and my successes. And it's not so much just to like pat myself on the back and feel good about myself. I don't think it's bad to feel good about yourself, but I really do it in the same spirit of gratitude. That's why it's so important for me to start this whole process of gratitude. I want to acknowledge, especially like a lot of these successes, it's not from anything I did. I could have applied for that BookBub deal and not gotten accepted, right? Um, and even the accomplishments, if you don't have the blessing of good health and energy and a computer that works and Wi-Fi and things that are out of your control, then you're not going to be able to accomplish those things. And so I look at all of these, the things I'm thankful for, the things I've accomplished, and the things that I consider successes from the past week. I kind of wrap them all in this umbrella of just appreciation and gratitude. And I think that's so important. The next thing I do is I write down anything that I decided, like major decisions that I made over the past week. So maybe a major decision is, you know what, I decided that this is gonna be a four book series instead of a five book series. Or I decided to switch from MailerLite to ConvertKit. You know, these just kind of decision things. I decided to say yes to this anthology or I decided to um, take my books wide. Any decision, even if they're kind of smallish decisions, like, I don't know, I decided to, um, 
changed my email signature. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head, right? Just decisions that you made this week. I think it's a good time to just kind of reflect because if you think about it, so much of our creative energy goes into making these decisions. And if we don't sort of have a process to reflect on those, then sometimes we just either we don't appreciate, again, this is all kind of wrapped up in appreciation or we kind of forget. So for example, a couple months ago, I made the decision that I'm not going to publish any more nonfiction books. It's just not what I feel excited about. It's not what I feel called to. I made a decision. And I think for me, by writing it down that I made that decision, it makes it a little more final. It makes it feel like, okay, I, I went a week where I thought maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to slow down writing nonfiction too. You know, I made this decision. I'm not going to hold myself to that for years. But for right now, I've made that decision once. I don't need to make it again. Um, I make a list of like people who have helped me in write, my writing business or people that I've encountered. So this can be other authors. These can be people I work with, like for cover designers, things like that. And again, so much of this is just wrapped in appreciation. I want to appreciate the people who have reached out to me. I want to appreciate the people who help with the business. I, I'm not saying I like sit and, you know, once a week write these people a thing thank you note. <laughs> like this part really could take like half a minute where I just think of the people who have helped me this week and write their names in my journal. And that helps me again to incorporate this feeling of appreciation for them. And then another thing I do at the end of each week is I make a list of just things that I learned. And I'm not saying like, yeah, I learned that if I stub my toe, it hurts. <laughs> it's more of like, what did I deliberately focus on learning? And I think that's really important for us as authors to continue our education, to continue our growth. So maybe that's, um, you know, some podcasts that you listen to and, and write down kind of the takeaways from those. Or maybe you invested in a course. And so you mention, you know, after your end of the week reflection, here's what you've learned from the course. For me, this is kind of twofold. It sort of reminds me of some of the things that I have learned. And it reminds me that investing in kind of my own personal development and career development is a top priority for me. And so it's very rare that I'm not like actively taking some class or actively studying a certain topic by reading up a lot of books on it. And so this kind of end of the week reflection helps me to keep those things in the front of my mind. And then what I do is I set my goals for the next week. And, and sometimes I hit them, sometimes I don't. Like I said, this isn't something that I have this perfect track record of or anything. But I, I really appreciate the time that it takes to just slow down for a little bit, reflect on things that went well. The gratitude component to me is so important to just be thankful for the things that we have been given. Um, you can also for sure like acknowledge your struggles and your successes. And sometimes just sitting down with a journal is really helpful. I should have mentioned in the decision part, I also make a list of decisions that I still need to make. Like, okay, I'm still not sure what I'm going to call this series, or I'm still not sure if I'm going to, you know, hire this cover designer or that one. I also write down like the things that I need to decide. And I think even just that act of writing it down kind of gets your mind thinking about how to solve those problems. So again, I thought this would be a timely topic for a Friday evening. And I hope that you guys had an amazing week. I hope you're doing incredibly well and that your inspiration is flowing. And we'll talk to you later.